Next on Jewish Voice, British author Steve Maltz reveals the miracle of the Jewish people. There are two forces in, in this world, two powers. One power is de dedicated to the survival of the Jewish people, God, our Father God. And there's one power dedicated to the destruction of the Jewish people, the devil, Satan. One power is bigger than the other, that's why the Jews are still around. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm your host, Jonathan Burnus. In just a few minutes, I'll help you to see how the Bible clearly proves that no matter how bad things are around you, and they may be very bad, God is still at work and has a plan for your life that will astonish you. Then we'll journey to Ethiopia to witness a wonderful miracle that took place for a young lady who was going blind in one eye just when her life was truly beginning. But first, why have the Jewish people been such a mystery to many down through the ages? And why have they been so feared or hated? My next guest joins us all the way from England to help answer those questions and to help you to understand why there's a significant supernatural link between Christians and Jews, Mr. Steve Maltz. Steve, all the way from England. Good to have you on the program. Good to see you. A little jet lag, I guess, right? Yeah, for me, it's 2.30 in the morning. Well, we'll <laughs> this is an evening program, so. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, with a name like, with a last name like Maltz, yeah. you, you have to be Jewish. Afraid so, yeah. So what's a nice Jewish boy right. doing in believing in Jesus? Not in America, <laughs> but believing in Jesus. I'm afraid it was, my wife's not gonna like this, but it was for a Christian girl, wasn't her. Um, <laughs> um, what happened was uh, we, were in the, we were in the same year at university, went through all three years, and the last year we sort of fell for each other, you know. Um, and she said, nothing can happen because there is this other person in my life, this invisible Jesus. And that intrigued me, and it set me off on an odyssey of searching, and uh, got there eventually. Took ten years. Through a girl. <laughs> well, you, you said it was painful, so talk about yeah. those ten years. Just yeah, little excerpts I'll of those tell you, 10 years. And, and, well, this, is, this you're going to find interesting because um, as soon as I started reading the New Testament and started reading other books about Jesus, intellectually it got to me straight away and I knew it was right. You know? But for it to reach my heart it took 10 years. And it wasn't just um, a sense of belief, it was a sense of what would my family say. I was terrified of my family actually turning their back on me because we were quite close. And I just think me. that's so interesting, Steve. Mm. I don't want to interrupt you, but that's so yeah. interesting yeah. that you're raised in a secular family without yeah. even believing in I God. Know. But, you, Crazy. but you intuitively yeah. knew that your faith in Jesus yeah. was going to hurt the relationship with your parents. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting, yeah. isn't it? It was even weird because when I came back from Israel, um, I went to a kibbutz, and that's where I did most of my discovery in Israel. When I came back, my dad picked me up and said, you're not becoming a Christian, are you? It's almost like I had a word, from, word of knowledge. <laughs> and, and by saying that, it, it's sort of like a, a negative sort of uh, word in my life. And 
And that sort of made me think, oh, no, I mustn't say anything, and, and it held me back. Steve, but, what did bring you to the point of decision? Were you intellectually studying prophecy? Were you just encountering those divine appointments? That I like to call them divine appointments, people so, yeah. that God puts in your life. What, Absolutely. what happened? It was the pressure just got so much, you know, of God banging on my life and pulling me in. He doesn't and knock it, on the door after a while, he bangs. No, he bangs. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, it's these God incidences and, and these people. And my, my wife, I, I was actually married at that time um, to a German Catholic. <laughs> How about that then? <laughs> <laughs> but she came through as well at the same time. Um, but uh, we came through together and, and we're still together. And uh, my mum now is a believer. Fantastic. My sister is Praise a believer. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And um, my sister too, but not my dad. My dad's holding on. Not interested. Until the, the Lord really starts banging. Well, we'll be praying for him. Thank you. Pray for Steve's dad. We're yeah. going to agree together for Great. salvation and for my mother's as well. Good. Why do you think it is that Jewish people in particular are so comfortable embracing Eastern mysticism, Buddhism, yeah, amazing, just about any cult or occult, yeah. but not Jesus? It's weird. It's almost like uh, there's sort of a spiritual part of them they don't even know about in most cases because even during the 60s and 70s, a lot of the cult leaders were Jewish, you know. And uh, right. many. It's just many, yeah. And the followers, and we had, uh, some people actually said uh, a lot of them had a sort of nickname of Hindus, you know, who are following sort of Hindu type. Obviously, there's so many right. Jewish people doing that. Um, and it's just something about Jewish people that they have a sense of the spiritual, like I said, not always knowing why or how. But it's interesting, it's Paul says yeah. they have a zeal for, he had a zeal for, Jewish people have a zeal for God, but without knowledge. Absolutely. It takes us into all the wrong places, it Yeah, seems. I'm afraid so. But some of us come through. You wrote a really interesting book, Steve, The People of Many Nations, uh, towards a clear understanding of the miracle of the Jewish people. You, you, begin, you just introduced that, but talk more mm. about the miracle of the Jewish people. Well, the miracle is why are we still here? You know, the, the, there's sort of two questions you have to ask. You know, what, firstly, what, why have the Jews survived for thousands of years? That's one question, because no other nation has done that. And then the second question is, how have the Jews survived despite everyone hating them? And how, how have Jews survived despite the Holocaust, despite all of that? And what you can actually say, um, you can put them both together and you can say, how, how can the Jews have, have survived so long despite being hated by so many people? And the, there is only one answer, and do you want me to tell you what it is? Absolutely, the, there is only one answer. There's only one answer. It's, um, there are two forces in, in this world, two powers. One power is de dedicated to the survival of the Jewish people, God, our Father God, and there's one power dedicated to the destruction of the Jewish people, the devil, Satan. One power is bigger than the other, that's why the Jews are still around. One of my favorite yeah. promises yeah. is in Jeremiah 31, as long yeah. as the sun shines yeah. by day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you love that one? Absolutely. And the, yeah. s and the stars yeah. and moon by night, yeah. they basic, they're, they're, mm. declaration, they're declaring yeah. that God is preserving yeah. his people. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable that some people read that and don't see it. Steve, mm. let, me, let me talk, you talk in the book about um, Christian anti-Semitism, yeah. and, and uh, I want to focus on this for a few minutes. Well, those two words shouldn't go together, Christian anti-Semitism. It, it's an oxymoron. But uh, the fact is that 
there's a problem about, um, in, in many cases, you know, this idea of chosenness. Um, there's, a, there's a sense of resentment of, you know, the Jews were chosen, but they blew it, according to you know, a lot of the Christian commentators. They rejected Jesus, or in some cases, they were Christ killers, in inverted commas. That's how, you know, certainly in medieval times, how Jews were seen. And because of that, the church then started having to devise theologies to actually sort of back that up, back up the fact that, that now the church has replaced Israel and the Jews are, are rejected and, and are cursed and are just fossils of history. What do you basically. see as causing that? Well, like we said earlier, it, it's, it's a spiritual... It's, it, it's like Satan's working underneath, just pulling the strings, working through... Um, certainly through, in the early Christians, the way that they, they were able to, as I say, have theological arguments, which they got from things outside of the Bible, like Greek philosophy, made them sort of look into things like allegory and, uh, you know, this gets into a little bit technical stuff, but, uh, but, but well, the, what I said, they had to find justifications for, for, for their, their beliefs of you know, rejecting Jews. You know, when mm. I, I, I read a lot of books on anti-Semitism, mm. And a lot of the mm. scholars, which aren't believers, yeah. say that it's totally illogical. Yes. But it's very logical when you understand that the root of this is Satan trying to destroy yeah. God's plan. Absolutely. Satan, he tried to stop Jesus from, from you know, reaching, reaching fulfillment of his, of his uh, mission. And, um, and he uh, doesn't want Jesus to come back. And, uh, and it seems that the Jews are very much a part you know, of, of God's plan in order for, for Jesus to come back. It's the Jews that have to sort of be part of that scenario, and so Satan has to destroy them. We only have a couple minutes left. What, do you, what should Christians pay close attention to uh, that are watching this program right now in relationship to all this, the miracle of the Jewish people? Um, well, the problem is with a lot of Christians now, they look at history and they say, those poor Jews, you know, they've suffered at the hands of Christians, let's leave them alone because they're saved through their own covenant. A lot of Christians are saying that, and it's the, misguided love. It's very misguided, yes. and uh, the fact is, it's the worst anti-Semitism of all. It's denying them salvation because the Jew needs salvation the same as anyone else. They're not saved in any other way other than through Jesus. But somehow, a lot of Christians don't don't see that, so they leave them alone. They think let's be sensitive to them, let's be politically correct, let's love let's them, them love them, them to, to death. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And come alongside them and give money to Israel. Um, but not to worry about their souls, and, and that is the, the worst, the worst thing of all. Yeah. We agree with you here. Yeah. Uh, just one yeah. final thought: What can yeah. people do at home that are watching? To what's the what's the right thing for them to do? Right thing. Well, obviously, pray, pray, pray for the peace of Jerusalem is one thing that's uh, um, secondary. But but also um, praying for for their Jewish neighbours but not treating them any different from anyone else. A Jewish person, as I said, needs salvation, not to be put on a pedestal saying they're chosen by God anyway, so let's leave them alone. We want, yeah, to, they blend, we want to blend in, don't we? We do. We don't want to be part. You know, we want to just be like <laughs> anyone else, but God has chosen us for his purposes, and we've just got to do our stuff. You know. Well, Steve, it's a great yeah. book. It's a great contribution, I think, to, uh, to, to educate the church at a time that they really need to be educated about yeah. the role that the Jewish people play in God's plan. Yeah. And we're, we're going to make sure that this gets yeah. into 
the hands okay. of a lot of people that are watching. Okay. Steve Maltz, everybody. Steve, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Great to have you on the program. We certainly believe here at Jewish Voice that the gospel is the most important thing for a Jewish person. If you want to bless the Jewish people, the Lord said, I will bless those that bless my people. The gospel is the greatest blessing that a Jewish person can re receive. And with your help, we're going to the remotest parts of the world to bring the good news to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, to places like India, to the Bene Menashe, and especially Ethiopia, to an impoverished people that are forgotten by the world, but not by God. We have a great story from our outreach in Ethiopia. Take a look. Right now, there are Jewish people living at the ends of the earth, enslaved by poverty, sickness, and suffering. They feel forgotten, abandoned, and without hope. But the medical volunteers who journeyed to Gondar, Ethiopia with Jewish Voice were on a mission to proclaim the hope of Yeshua to these forgotten people and to bring healing to their lives. One of the thousands who received medical care was Bon Chan Lek. From birth, she had to live with severely crossed eyes. She suffered challenges in school and the taunts of other children. But as Dr. Doug Rampona explains, there are far greater troubles for a young girl like her. This young lady is 18 years old and she was absolutely cross-eyed. And in many societies, being cross-eyed uh, means that you have the evil eye. Uh, it's gonna prevent you from uh, furthering your education. Teachers will look at you and say, you do not have adequate vision to progress in education. And in many cases, you're unable to be married. But thanks to the skilled eye surgery team and prayers of Jewish Voice viewers, Bon Chamlek can now see perfectly through straightened eyes. She cried tears of joy as because she'll now have a normal life. Her dreams now include college, so she can help her own people find hope and a better life. There are untold numbers of Bonchom Leks in Ethiopia, each one praying and hoping that they will one day be blessed to receive a second chance at a normal, healthy life. Please continue to pray with Jewish Voice that we may reach every last one and serve them as if we were doing so to Jesus himself. For when we have brought healing unto the least of these, we have done it unto the Lord. You are making an eternal difference among the Jewish people in the name of Yeshua. May you be blessed by the Lord in many ways because of your kindness. We'll be right back. God promised Abraham he would make him a great nation and would bless all the people on earth through his people. And the Jewish people have been a blessing. Their contribution to science, music, medicine, philosophy, and entertainment is staggering. But why have the Jews been so hated? And how have they survived? Find out in Steve Maltz's book, The People of Many Names. Call now, and with your gift of $40 or more, you'll help bring the gospel and medical aid to abandoned Jewish people. And you'll receive a copy of The People of Many Names as our thanks to you. Steve Maltz pulls no punches as he tackles God's plan for the Jews, Christian anti-Semitism, and the call for reconciliation among believers. Your gift will help proclaim the gospel and save lives of Jewish people trapped in poverty and sickness, like the young Ethiopian girl who would have gone blind if someone had not cared and shared to help fund a gospel medical mission to Ethiopia. When you respond with your gift of $40 or more, we'll also send you a hope and a future 
Jonathan Burness's powerful look into the book of Jeremiah unlocks the secrets of the Hebrew language to help you understand God's plan for your life. Don't delay. Call now. Our next medical mission will take place soon, and your credit card will speed your gift into action. And as you bless Jewish lives with salvation and health, we pray these two resources will deepen your walk with Yeshua each day. Friends, our calling here at Jewish Voice is to take the gospel to the Jew first, wherever they may live. It might be down the block or in the remotest upcountry of Ethiopia. We have the medicines, we have the medical professionals, we even have the Bibles and discipleship program in their native language. But we need your financial support to put it all into action and to reach across the globe on this great commission. Please, won't you step forward and help us to carry the good news to the Jewish people? You can call, you can write, or you can visit our website today and sow a gift of $40 or more into this mission of healing and redemption. And when you do, I'll send you Steve Maltz's fascinating book, The People of Many Names, and my own teaching called A Hope and a Future, God's Plan for Your Life. I know that you'll be as blessed as the people that will discover Yeshua's love for the very first time because you cared and shared in the outreaches of Jewish Voice. I want to let you know about a wonderful tour to Israel that we're planning this November 27th through December 6th. Together, we are going to experience the scriptures as they come to life. We'll walk where Yeshua walked. We'll visit the places where he performed wondrous miracles while here on this earth. And we'll live and breathe the very prophecies that are coming true in these very days and times. So please plan to join us. Space is limited. You can go to our website today for complete information. I hope to see you in person on our 2010 trip to the Holy Land. Now I'd like to break the bread of God's Word again with you as we study the Bible to discover God's plan for your life. My teaching this week is from Jeremiah chapter 29. I'm focusing on verse 11 and I call this series A Hope and a Future. I've taught on it before. I'm going to teach on it again because it's so practical and I want you to listen with your spirit because this is a teaching for you. Every one of you that are watching uh, from time to time wonders if God really cares about us. In verse 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. It's easy to believe that God has a plan uh, for the person on our left or our right at church. It's easy to look at the pastor as he preaches a powerful message and know that God has a plan for him and cares about him and is using him or the worship leader leading in that beautiful worship, very gifted on, a, on an instrument, beautiful voice. And we wonder, does God really have a plan for me? After all, what do I have to offer? And it's very easy for us to believe for someone else and very difficult often to believe for ourselves. I've been in ministry 30 years and I can tell you that it's much easier to lay hands on people and to pray over them for healing or for divine provision or for deliverance uh, than it is to pray for my own needs and, 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 uh, and my own healing or health. Uh, many of us don't believe that God has a plan for us. We believe God has a plan for we, the corporate we, or for the other person, but the, the fight of faith 
And by the way, that's the only fight that the believer has to fight is the fight of faith. We don't fight the devil because Jesus, Yeshua, already defeated him. But we do have to fight in the battleground of faith. And the enemy's always telling us, us we're no good. God doesn't care. God doesn't love us. God doesn't forgive us. And that fight is a fight of faith. Faith is a fight. I'm sure there are many of you that are watching that don't feel that God has a plan for us. We feel forgotten. If God loves me, why did he allow this? Or why didn't he do that? And that can go on and on in that battlefield of faith. I can tell you that I've had those battles. After 30 years in ministry, I still have those battles. Why did God allow this or that? But very often it's in uh, the 2020 uh, vision of hindsight that we see that God did the right thing. We can't always see it when we're going through a difficult time. Now, I like to say that this promise that God has a plan for us uh, is a great promise in the midst of a bad chapter. Uh, the uh, chapter that uh, this comes from. And Jeremiah is a bad chapter. In fact, it's a bad book because it was written during a time of exile when the children of Israel were in Babylon separated from their homes, separated from their place of worship, separated from the joy of their life in their land. And maybe some of you are feeling like you're going through a bad period, a bad day, a bad week, a bad year, a bad decade. I'm here to tell you that God does care and that he has a plan for you. So you may not feel this, but the Bible's very clear that God does have a plan for you and that he loves you. So some of us wonder, can God really use me? We feel insignificant. I'm sure there's many of you that are watching that feel insignificant. Who am I? How can God use me? Maybe you're not a 10-talent person. Maybe you're just a one-talent person. Well, God does have a plan for you. The Bible says before you were formed in the womb, he knew you. Remember that Jeremiah, a great man of faith, asked the same question, who am I? And God told him that very truth. Before you were in the womb, I formed you. God loves you. God cares about you. God has a plan for you. What's another reason that some of us have difficulty in believing that God really cares about us or, or has a plan for us? Uh, I'll tell you uh, one of the real roadblocks to believing, condemnation. There are some of you watching today, many of you in fact, that feel condemned. How could God forgive me? Uh, you feel maybe that he's punishing you. I know that uh, I've experienced this many times. Shortly after I became a believer and I started to share with my family how God had changed my life and that was a real difficult time because Here's a Jewish boy being raised, being taught that Jesus is not the Messiah. And then I tell my parents, and for them, it was like the ultimate betrayal. And uh, I witnessed to them uh, numerous times, family, friends. There was a lot of rejection. And a few months later, my father died. And what I don't talk about very much is that because of the frustration of being Jewish and rejected by my family for my faith, uh, and just some other things I was going through in college, I backslid. I got back involved in the old life. I got back involved in doing drugs and so on. And I was walking away from God for that time when my father died. And I felt like he was blaming me and that he had taken my father to punish me. 
and for months, e even for a, a, a year or two, I felt that it was my fault that my father had died, that he died because God was punishing me. Uh, and that was a very difficult time. And maybe some of you are feeling condemnation that God is blaming you for something or not able to forgive you because you've fallen back into old patterns of sin. The problem with, with all of this is feeling. The problem is feeling. Now, we feel the presence of God. That's the manifest presence of God, the beauty of the manifest presence, that we can feel His presence, but faith is not feeling. The problem is that you don't feel insignificant. You don't feel like God has a plan for you. You don't feel like you're important. You don't feel like you're lo loved when we're called as believers to simply believe what the Bible says. I have a plan for you. I know the plans I have for you. And what I want you to do today, and I want you to agree with me, we're going to break through the realm of feeling. We're going to break through the feeling of insignificance. We're going to break through the feeling of condemnation if that's what you're feeling today. Whatever you're feeling that's contrary to the Word of God, I break it over your life in the name of Yeshua, and I declare to you, God has a plan for you. God cares about you. God loves you. This is a teaching that is so practical, the specifics of the plan that God has for you, the hope that God wants to give you in the future that He has intended for you. I go into the very specifics of the Hebrew in this teaching, a hope and a, and a, and a future, and I want to encourage you to get the teaching today. It will change your life. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I want you to get this down into your spirit that God has a plan for you. He loves you. God promised Abraham he would make him a great nation and would bless all the people on earth through his people. And the Jewish people have been a blessing. Their contribution to science, music, medicine, philosophy, and entertainment is staggering. But why have the Jews been so hated? And how have they survived? Find out in Steve Maltz's book, The People of Many Names. Call now, and with your gift of $40 or more, you'll help bring the gospel and medical aid to abandoned Jewish people. And you'll receive a copy of The People of Many Names as our thanks to you. Steve Maltz pulls no punches as he tackles God's plan for the Jews, Christian anti-Semitism, and the call for reconciliation among believers. Your gift will help proclaim the gospel and save lives of Jewish people trapped in poverty and sickness, like the young Ethiopian girl who would have gone blind if someone had not cared and shared to help fund a gospel medical mission to Ethiopia. When you respond with your gift of $40 or more, we'll also send you a hope and a future Jonathan Burness's powerful look into the book of Jeremiah unlocks the secrets of the Hebrew language to help you understand God's plan for your life. Don't delay. Call now. Our next medical mission will take place soon, and your credit card will speed your gift into action. And as you bless Jewish lives with salvation and health, we pray these two resources will deepen your walk with Yeshua each day. It's clear that the times we live in are pointing towards a soon close. As we watch for Yeshua's return, I hope that you'll join with us as partners in our mission to bring the gospel to His people, the Jewish people, with the message of His love and salvation. Please call, write, or visit our website today and play a great part in this mission with your gift of $40 or more. Thank you for helping us reach the lost sheep 
of the House of Israel. We appreciate you joining us today on Jewish Voice. And may I ask you one favor? Please tell a friend this week about our program and invite them to watch as well next week. There's no greater endorsement than the good words of a friend. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Until next week, this is Jonathan Burnus reminding you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says they shall prosper that love thee. Shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you. If you would like to sow into this ministry to proclaim the gospel to Jewish people worldwide, please visit our website on your screen.